0: A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I'm Logan Howard and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Brendan thomas Merritt.
1: How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? I'm great. Always great. Excited that this will be our sixth time trying to film this in 48 hours. Let's see if this one's the winner. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it
0: will be. (laughs) (laughs) uh so um we're doing well it's it's a decently lovely day outside tried to mow the lawn today and had moderate success it is very soupy and rainy because it has been that way for the past like 40 days but it's fine it hasn't flooded the world yet (laughs) yes But uh, we do want to give a shout out to this video sponsors, which is, of course, Wongo Puzzles. Quit being boring, just eating dinner and watching TV every night. Next time, pull out Wongo Puzzle and, and enjoy the conversation and fun that happens when people puzzle together. Wongo's the perfect balance of a good challenge. Without being so hard, you have to stop talking to each other and leave your family forever, which we don't want to do that. Trust me, once you try Wongo, you'll never go back to your boring old jigsaw puzzles. They are 100% wooden puzzles. They'll last forever. Each piece is beautifully hand-drawn, like these pieces here that I have in my hand I'm showing you through the screen. Um, you'll find them that they're whimsy, they're foxes, or... Lizards or whatever you you find through there, they're whimsy pieces as you work through it, and they come in a custom wooden box, which of course is right here with me, whoop, as it breaks, <laughs> 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 which is perfect for storage <sighs> and gifting.
1: And breaking, <laughs> apparently,
0: it's not completely broken; it's still together. We're good.
1: <laughs>
0: with <laughs> stunning designs The fault,
1: not the manufacturers. <laughs>
0: Which, of course, with stunning designs, unique shapes, Wongo Puzzles is just a cut above the rest. I personally really enjoyed the snow globe. It was a very easy puzzle. Got to do it by myself. It was great. Pulled it out. Had it done in an afternoon. And it wasn't sitting there for weeks and weeks when with some of the other puzzles you have out in the world. Hmm. So what are you waiting for? Go to Wongo Puzzles today and pick up your puzzle. Be sure to use the promo code from Dublin to Cleveland to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun that you've had with a puzzle, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to w o n g o puzzles.com and use the code from Dublin to Cleveland to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. So, Brendan, what have we got for the podcast today?
1: I'm glad you asked. Today we are going to have quite a different episode, friends. Today we're going to look at some secrets and mysteries that God has hidden through his Holy Spirit in the word for us to find. You might ask, eh, why would he do that? This is heresy. I've never heard that at church before. Well, <laughs> Proverbs 25.2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings is in searching out a matter. I personally think of it as God playing peekaboo or hide and seek with us, hiding jewels, gems and treasures in the word. And he gets so excited when we approach the word, seek these things out and get the answers to the beautiful, wonderful mysteries he's hidden within there one of them is actually all the way back in genesis my favorite book in the bible no matter what it is what question you have it all comes back to genesis in one way or the other it's my favorite book i love genesis in fact i actually hate reading genesis because when i do i get stuck it for months and months and months (laughs) there's always more to find and one of the greatest things i ever found there was when you look at a list of the names of the Patriarchs. I'm talking Adam, his son, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, the first of two people to get raptured and never die, Methuselah, the oldest man who ever lived, Lamech, and his son, Noah, we all know from the story of the Great Flood. When you translate the name of these guys, you unpack a summary of the entire Bible. Adam means man. Seth is the verb appointed. Enosh might sound like a weird name for a child. (laughs) Mortal. I suppose it was prophetic, he was mortal, he did die eventually. Enosh, as uh, sorry, I just said Enosh, sorry, uh, Canaan even means sorrow. What a terrible name to keep a child! <laughs> That's right, he grew up just traumatized and broken. <laughs> he was crying all the time, all the time. <laughs> Uh, Mahalel is a beautiful name. It means the blessed god. Now I know a lot of people with names like, you know, blessing, success, victory and all that crap. I've actually never met a Mahalel, but it's a beautiful name. Jared so it means shall come down. Enoch means teaching, and he did prophesy and teach for as long as was on the earth. Methuselah means his death shall bring what a curious name choice but it was guided by holy Spirit. lamech means the despairing even worse than sorrow (laughs) and noah has two meanings it can be rest or comfort so if we put all those names together with their translation it says man appointed mortal sorrow man through sin is destined to only live for a short time. And that does bring sadness. People say, death is a natural part of life. No, it's not friends, it's the opposite of life. It was never got part of God's grand design. And then onwards, it means the blessed God, Jesus, shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing rest. Our comfort. So we have the entire Bible right there, friends, in summarized form. Humans will die. It's an inevitable part. Only two have been raptured. There will be a future generation to get raptured the one who survived the great apocalypse, the great tribulation. All those few exceptions, bye bye for the rest of us. We're on borrowed time. Yeah. But Jesus came down to earth. And by teaching us the gospel to love God, to love one another, to put our trust in Him, that He is the Son of Man, the Lord God Almighty, Melchizedek, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, His death, and He would die, dying cross, would bring great rest and comfort to those who had been lost in their sin, who were despairing. And through that, we have an everlasting life. So that's just one of the incredible mysteries that God has hidden in the Word. And Logan's about to introduce you to another such ministry. Yes. Have you go, Brodsky?
0: So uh, I came across this this week. Um, there was a video that they had posted, and I, I looked into it in depth, which is and it was really an encouraging, cool thing. Um, so there's this code that is in our DNA. And our DNA has bridges at certain points, of course, as you if you think of the DNA and how it's got these lines that go through. And so as it goes up and twists up in our DNA, um, there is a bridge every 10, then every five, then every six, then every five. And the really cool thing about each of those things is those numbers equate to first of all the number 10 is the letter y the number five is the letter h the number six is w and the number five is h again so that means yahweh so yahweh is written on each and every one of our dna which is really amazing and really cool to think about that god has written his name on us and so this is the same for every single person if my DNA, my DNA, how it's 10, 5, 6, 5, is the same as Brendan's, is the same as you who are listening. Everybody has the same code that continually does 10, 5, 6, 5. And it's a very simple repetition, but once you pull out the Hebrew that talks about Jesus' and God's name, it turns it to Yahweh. Um, so God has written his name on our DNA, our smallest part. As the Bible talks about, David says, you formed me, you formed my inward parts. You formed me when I was in my mother's womb. Um, and so God has formed each and every one of us with Yahweh on us. That's a really encouraging and exciting thing to think about when we think about God's image putting on us, that he not only put his image on us so we look like him, but he's put his name inside of us in our DNA. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's really an exciting cool thing that I found this week um, that if you look at that and an even cooler thing on top of that is in the in the Hebrew alphabet each letter stands for something it stands mm-hmm. for a phrase or a meaning or a name and so what the letter h uh, what the whole sentence of the 10 5, 6, 5, or yahweh it means the one whose hands uh, whose hands has nails in them and so no. that means that not only does it refer to God as Yahweh, but it's talking about Jesus who came and died for each and every one of our sins. And so he, once we'll get to meet him one day in heaven, we'll have holes where the nails were. And that's exactly what and who um, God is. Because He came and he died for us and did those cool things for us. So that is the uh, cool mystery that I to, or I get to explain to you this uh this afternoon so i'll turn it over to brendan for the third and final mystery that he has for us
1: yeah thanks for sharing that that was so so exciting and i just absolutely love jesus more and more i learned about these things he is incredible and uh, never cease to take my breath away there's only one imperfect thing in heaven it's not us then it's it's jesus those holes in his hands and his feet yeah just so that we can look at him and know what was won for us it's amazing amazing um and the next one i'm gonna look at again i told you this was my favorite i have to bring it back on the list but it's not only genesis i'm gonna look at the first five books of the Bible. Now, uh, this comes from a book I picked up years and years ago called The Apocalypse Generation. Part of it was, I had this thing where apocalypse was my favourite word as a child. Uh, I think it's because I grew up watching Buffet on Power Slayer. And plus, Ireland was on the cover, so I said, I need that on my bookshelf. (laughs) So I'm going to read from it now, friends. Hopefully you can follow along. It gets uh, quite numbers heavy. Another quality that makes the Bible unique is its mathematical properties. The first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch. If you're an avid Hebrew speaker and have written correctly, keep it to yourself. (laughs) These were written originally in Hebrew. If you take the first Hebrew letter in Genesis, skip 49 letters, and take the next letter um, and you had to just keep that up again and again and again right, until you get to the end of the book. Yeah. You get the letters, and it's only in the Hebrew, don't worry about your King James or NIV and try to do this. <laughs> you get the letters T, O, R, and Tate, which is the Hebrew word for the Bible, Torah. Isn't that amazing? It means the law of God. That's true in Genesis, And also in Exodus. So, if ever you've read the Bible, you thought, God, why didn't you say this? Why did you say that? Could you not have elaborated more on this? Could you not phrase that differently? He was very, very specific with every word he chose. In Leviticus, it says, use the sequence again. This time skipping every seven letters. And just as Yo- Logan said, I call you Yogan. <laughs> I was thinking of Yahweh, <laughs> just as Logan said. The letters you get are Y, H, W, and H, which is Yahweh, the Hebrew name for God. And then in Deuteronomy and Numbers, if you go back to the original, skip 49 letters, take the next one. You get H, R, O, and T, which is Torah, the Law of Moses, the Bible, but all, basically. It's about backwards. So that keeps up the whole way through the first five books of the Bible. Because sometimes, they I mean, they are the ones which come under fire the most. Genesis, because every Harry, Dick, and Tom out there wants to disprove it because it exposes everything about, you know, creation and how perfect the world was in its original state. The Law of Moses, how much God hates evil, the effort he put in place for millennia to rescue Israel if only they would get their act together. The foundation of the nation that Jesus came to rule. They refused to receive him, but one day their hearts will be ready. He will come back and rescue them and reign as their king. Um, Five super important books, and God just has this beautiful mathematical tapestry running through the whole thing that not even the most clever AI or Chash GPT, could manufacture, is just the Word of God totally, perfectly, flawless, and mind-blowing. So I hope, friend, that you've enjoyed hearing a few of those secrets and mysteries hidden in the Word of God today. And, uh, Logan, I believe you've got something else that you believe will encourage the heart of God's well, kids. Go for it. Well,
0: of course, as we know, that, uh, the... These are really cool, cool things to understand, cool things to know about the Bible, about all those things. But it's very important that we also have love with that and mixed with it. So that leads us to our passage of scripture that we'll be talking about this uh, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. It's still sunny outside of my house. It's probably dark at Brendan's, but... uh, we will be in First Corinthians 13. So, of course, everyone goes, oh,
1: the love chapter.
0: And so Logan goes, yes, the love chapter. And <laughs> I'm referring to verse number two.
1: <laughs> That's so, not the love chapter. No one reads that at the wedding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so First Corinthians 13, verse two, and says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all the faith that anyone could ever ask for, um, so that I could remove mountains, but I don't love, I am nothing. So, Brendan, what uh, what impacts you about that verse and encourages, challenges you? Um, wow.
1: Um, <laughs> it challenges me by the whole thing, actually. Um from a very young age, I put a very strong emphasis on myself in my own life on biblical literacy. Um probably by the age of six or seven um <laughs> even eight, I probably had a stronger all around biblical knowledge and comprehension than most people in my world at the time. Um once God lit that light bulb in, in my brain um, about the absolute, unwavering, steady, unshaking faithfulness of the word, mm. I, I was gripped. Didn't know what Genesis 1 1 said, didn't know what the gospel meant. But as soon as I first saw someone hold up a Bible and say, This is the Word of God, I knew and I was, was devoted myself to it there and then. Um and i would say as the years went on i probably got a sense of arrogance in that revelation arrogance in how much i knew compared to how much other people knew um i didn't have a lot of grace for myself i definitely didn't have grace for others um and i would never tell someone not to be firm on on the word be uncompromising with the word absolutely but we do have to remember that we're all on a journey and what you don't struggle with is a major stronghold in someone else's life. And the things you're working through, other people would look at and think, seriously, really? You actually think that's a problem? Cup yourself on. Um, but it's very easy for us when we've got planks in our own eye to forget to help others remove the speck from theirs. Um... We can get a bit lost in the revelation we have, the prophetic gift, or the teaching gift, and almost use those as an excuse to have our own personal relationship with Jesus and actually forget we're supposed to be in a social relationship with the body of Christ and reconcile lost people to God as well. It is a tripartite relationship. It's us and God, us and our fellow brothers and sisters, but also us and the lost. Um, we're saved by faith alone in the grace of Jesus through the cross and empty grave, but the onus isn't on us to live a hermetic troglodyte life just for and Jesus, it is to incorporate others. Yeah. So, yeah, I can say looking back in my life, I, I wish I'd loved people better. I wish I'd been brave enough to love other people better. Part of it was maybe ideological blindness. Part of it was absolutely rooted in fear. Part of it was not wanting to get involved in their mess. Part of it was I didn't want them to get involved in mine or to know that I had mess in my life too. But I try to do a better job of loving people now and trying to get them to, to where I am spiritually as opposed to writing them all off for not already being there. So, uh, yeah. A little bit of more transparent, vulnerable answer than I'm used to giving, but hopefully that resonates with somebody. Yeah. And uh, maybe if you're going through it, challenges you to love people better. If it doesn't resonate with you, may there yeah. come a time when you do just think about tagging out on loving other messy people, and hopefully this will encourage you to be brave enough to still extend your heart to them. Uh, what well, are you, Broski? I'd be interested to hear how... Uh, this verse impacted you in life, or challenged, or taught you, yeah. made you the man you are today.
0: Yeah, the uh, the whole passage is very convicting. Um, That's cheesy. in like verse two. Yeah, no, just verse two. i <laughs> I'm <it's> choking. <laughs> it all it, it the whole chapter is because what it does is it explains love how it's supposed to be. Um, And I think a lot of my life, like Brendan was saying, uh, was I knew a lot of things about the Bible because, you know, I did more than maybe the average Christian at my church would do growing Mm -hmm. up because they weren't interested in the Bible stories. So I would look up and I'd read the Bible stories and find Mm -hmm. out things and, you know, read Ehud and learn about (laughs) that whole story that most kids would be like, well, that's a really crazy story. I didn't know that was in the Bible. I was like, yeah, I knew it was in the Bible. Duh. Uh, why haven't you read it yet? <laughs> 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 and see, even in that answer, that was not the most loving I could have been. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think this section of, of the Bible always challenges me every single time I read it because I never feel like I have figured it out of how to actually love people. Cause a lot of times we love people because of what they do for us, you know. They they're really helpful. They're kind to us. They're loving to us. But the Bible when you go through it, it says to love even your enemies. And how do you love your enemies when they always do annoying and terrible things to you continually? How do you love them? How do you show them love? Um and so this this passage specifically talks about how even though you know all the things you need to know, or you n- reveal mysteries, you understand things, or you truly have good faith in Christ, and you believe that he can do things and he does amazing things, moving mountains for you, but you don't love people, you don't actually care about people, you don't care about their souls, you don't care about anything that has to do with them, then you've missed it. You, it you've you missed the mark. Um, because Jesus is all about love. If anything you found from today's podcast of how detailed he is, he does that because he loves us. He is, he doesn't do it because he's like, Hmm, well, this would be fun or this could be ridiculous. And, you know, I'm sure there's a (laughs) sense of humor there that he has, that there's a reason why we're funny people is because he's funny. Um, But he, he does it because he loves us. He wants us to know that his, his name is written on us, in our DNA. And it should be written in our hearts. Um, The Bible talks about our hearts should not be hearts of stone, but hearts of flesh, that they're alive and living and following after God. And so if we're truly loving and having the true faith and trust in God, then that will just flow out into our relationships with other people and love people who, let's be honest, are unlovable People are <laughs> unlovable at times. They are difficult, they are stubborn, they are headstrong and um and foolish, but they're they're worthy of love because God says so. God loves them. God cares for them, so I should love them and I should care for them because they're created in his image. They are mirrors of him. And so Hopefully that's encouraging to you guys this uh, this podcast episode week, as you listen to it, um, that you would not only seek out the mysteries of God, seek out the knowledge of God, but also that you would seek to love other people and show them love wow. and care and do it in the biblical way, not in the, oh, we'll just tolerate everybody. Like the world. Love was. is love. Love is love. So it's fine. No. All oh, the- religions are equal. Love is is, uh, is you read you read First Corinthians thirteen, you'll figure out what love actually is, and you'll figure out why the world's definition of love is not love. It's really about themselves, <laughs> and yeah. love is supposed to be sacrificial and dying to yourself to serve someone else. Um, and so, I hopefully you're able to do that this week. You're able to be encouraged by that, um, and maybe convicted of things you need to work on, um, but. That's that we know comes from the Holy spirit, not from, not from us. It's not Logan or Brendan saying you need to do this. It's the Holy spirit saying, I'm working on your heart saying, Hey, maybe work on this. Maybe think about this. Um, so, uh, I think before we end out, I do want to say, if you'd like to send us an email, write it to us from Dublin to Cleveland. It's been two months since we've gotten an email. So we'd love to hear from you.
1: Uh, please okay, name and shame everybody please send us an email today Through your exams and your jobs and your families we need your validation <laughs> love, us. love us
0: love us as we love you we send these out every week you need to love us back by sending us emails <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just like to know that call for Emails and validation was not Brendan Thomas Merritt approved. Sometimes he just goes <laughs> off like you know freestyling it and have to rein him in afterwards.
0: <laughs> if you if you do love us, you can like us on Facebook as well and find us on Instagram from double to, uh, uh, from double to Cleveland on Facebook, uh, Banana Man Seventeen on Instagram, um, Brendan Thomas Merritt on Instagram. You can find us there. The white hot memes for white hot memes that's where it's at with Brendan for me all you're getting is the podcast covers as they're posted so you know it might not be one or the other there a tough choice um, <laughs> uh, you can also buy shirts um, we have a couple shirts out there that you can get um, they are in the links down below so check them out We'd love if you support us that way. Um, and I think that's all I have. Brendan, anything you want to add before we go?
1: (sighs) Just a blessing over God's kids, under the sound of our voices today. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of Holy Spirit abide with every single one of you now and forevermore. Amen. And may you all live to see the goodness of God in the land of the living and dwell in the house of the Lord for never and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen.
0: Have a good week, everybody. We will see you next week.